So I move into the center lane. Now I get ahead of this woman who felt, for some reason, I guess, that she thought that I cut her off. So she pulls up alongside of me, gives me the finger. It seems like such a arbitrary, ridiculous thing to just pick a finger and you show it to the person. It's a finger, what, what does it mean? Someone shows me one of their fingers and I'm supposed to feel bad. Is that the way it's supposed to work? I mean, you could just give someone the toe, really, couldn't you? I would feel worse if I got the toe than if I got the finger. Because it's not easy to give someone the toe. You gotta get the shoe off, the sock off, and drive, get it up in the... Look at that toe, buddy. I mean, that's really insulting to get the toe, isn't it? So, we're back with episode three from Seinfeld season one. It is The Stakeout. Debuted on May 31st, 1990, written mm -hmm. by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, directed by Tom Sharonis. The basic plot of this one, it's based on an event that happened to Larry David. He didn't want to flirt with a woman in front of his ex. <laughs> they were like at a party or something, very sure. similar to this. The ex, that's the friend. That's the friend, that's the only okay. yeah. And he had to figure out how to, he knew where she worked, so he literally did this he oh my god but that's what i mean he's so strange that it, it just fits to have him, his personality in this right this is the first we get the first mention of our vandalay here we get the casting of the parents here we'll talk about some of that stuff when we get into it but this is the stakeout so let's get right into it it starts with stand up about supermarket checks and women being quick with the checkbook at the supermarket right I can't imagine, like, this is a very, this is stand-up of its time, because I can't imagine a lot of people still pay with checks. I would imagine only old people. At the supermarket? <laughs> well, the old, or maybe... Like, very yeah, old. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, is it more if you're a um, poorer person, but I don't know if that would be true, if you'd have a checkbook. So I would guess it would be older people. No, I just think older people. I put that his suit jacket looks ridiculous. <laughs> You are so obsessed with his suit jacket. I need to see this one. Oh, yeah. It looks ridiculous. It's It looks... I can't tell exactly what it looks like, but it looks like he's got stars all over his suit jacket. Oh, it kind of does. I mean, I think it's the... I don't know what style you'd call this. It looks like stars. Like, here's his galaxy jacket. <laughs> it looks like stars. Or it's supposed it to like be like... Is it like tweed? Is that, yeah, is that maybe it's what a tweed. it's supposed to be? I don't, know I don't what like it, is. it. But it looks ridiculous. I don't know if it's, it's it he was does in like, fashion at the time. Yeah, he does like to mix patterns together, too. So he's got his galaxy jacket, and then he's got... I don't know, it looks like... To me, it looks like graduation hats on his tie. So it's kind of, they're just black squares, but it looks like a gra like graduation yeah. hats. It's, it's a ridiculous outfit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But regardless, I don't know what this has to do with the rest of the show. This stand up, but I, I guess it's don't to be more like a no. differences between men and women, maybe. Probably. I mean, the last one I figured out. This one I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Maybe when we get through, go through it, I'll understand better. You know, okay. okay. But let's let yeah, let's just uh, let's let's, uh, let's, let's go, in. let's go. So the first scene is Elaine and Jerry, and this was the first episode aired of the new episodes, not male unbonding. 
Right. So this was the first look the audience had of Elaine, which is kind of weird because it's out of order for one. And for two, they're just in this video store and like the conversation gets weird. But this was Elaine's first appearance for the audience in 1990. Sure. But they are looking through a movie store looking for something to rent because they're this is what you did back then in the day, kids. You went to the video store to look for something to rent, which was fun. Oh, yeah. It really was fun. I liked doing that. In fact, we have done that recently, but now the store closed finally, so now we can't go to it again. (laughs) I mean, I still sort of do it when it comes to the streaming services, because I will spend an hour and a half watching the trailers. I mean, you kind of have to. Everything that's available, and then not watching anything at all at the end of it. Or, oh, I could watch something new, but I'll probably just watch the same thing that I Over I and over again, yeah. yeah. They make a joke about the porno section, which is odd that it's just kind of out Just right the there. Open. Doesn't even have a sign. Doesn't have anything. <laughs> There's doesn't not have... a sign. Well, like, they There's used to put... Curtain. I was going to say, they used to put just blockers over the front of each disc and, like, or, like, VHS tape or whatever it was. I do want to know this, though. I do need to know this. Because we were kids when video stores were prominent, so we weren't the people that would be buying this stuff. No. Who, in their right mind, rented a porno from a video store? I don't know. I get it today. If you're a lonely old man and you rent a porno off your cable or the internet. That's more private. You're saying because this is a very public thing. You literally had to take a, a video cassette. And you handed it to another human being yep. who then scanned it and handed it back to you. Yes. And they knew what your intention was with that video cassette. Yeah. I just, I cannot imagine the mindset that it would take to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's whole adult video stores that aren't regular stuff mixed in and everything it's just for adults so like i could see you going there if you're that kind of a person but yeah everyone, i don't know you're there, in a regular everyone there knows the score <laughs> right the adult video store right i don't know i don't know i think it's a weird situation i think it's also weird though that elaine goes this is a great birthday gift for my friend but a, fu- a funny gift she thinks it's like a funny gift. I mean, it's get. not even like a bachelorette party. It's not something of that nature. No, it's just a birthday present. Maybe she's really into movies, though. So, well, like, do you it's... think it? Do you think it's like a spoof movie? Is it a spoof well, movie? Because here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you be. this story. All right, in college, my friend did get another one of my friends a spoof porno movie. Sure. One of her favorite movies. I couldn't tell you what it is now, but it was yeah. funny because it was like, oh, this is the favorite movie, but it's the porno version of it. And maybe, yeah, like, maybe that's why it would be a funny gift. Because they're making the joke about, well, what does your son do? Well, he's a public fornicator. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do agree, though. It is weird that she thinks it would be a funny gift. Like, that's the unless... first thing she thinks of. Yeah. Does she end up buying that for she has it in her arms. She takes at the end of the scene. She still has it, right? I'm assuming it's probably the gift that they have wrapped up and is on that table in front of her. And now she has to open it in front of everybody. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. very strange. Very <laughs> odd. Never buy me a porno. Nobody, anybody listening who knows me, never buy me a porno. I don't think it's funny. I think it's gross. <laughs> I don't know if I would think that the and I'd be gifts are funny. 
I'd be embarrassed by it. I remember that we would think the weirdo stuff would be funnier, but you don't want to have that in your possession. Nah. So Elaine brings up the fact that that people are going to be there for this birthday party. Jerry does not want to go to it. Jerry's like, because Elaine's obviously trying to get Jerry to go with her. Right. So she doesn't go by herself. But he says that he'll go if she goes to a family wedding with him. Which I, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that the wedding is a bigger deal to have to go to than a birthday party. It is. It's a, it's a lot more intimate because of their family there. Absolutely. Pictures, family. It's a family wedding. It's not a friend's wedding. Yeah, but it's wedding. like a cousin it's or something. It's a family like, not, wedding. He doesn't actually have to be in a photo or anything like that. I, <laughs> I didn't get that. I'm just saying pictures in general. They go around taking pictures of everything at the wedding. I'm just saying. But she agrees because there's a lot of people to mock. That's where he gets her. He's like, there's a lot of people to mock. Yeah, that's 100% which, the only reason you go to a wedding. I mean, I have gotten people to go with me to weddings for that exact reason. <laughs> I remember specifically one where I made, I actually made my friend's girlfriend at the time. I was like, you're going to come with me to this wedding. And it's going to be, you'll enjoy it because it was a Polish wedding. And there was like an obscene amount of people there sure so there was plenty for us to mock so oh my god but i have done that on occasion where you know you're gonna come with me we're gonna you'll have a good time like, right of course you will. exactly um, well you did that with my uh my maid of honor too you guys had to sit next to each other at the table and yeah, you said oh good i want to sit next to her because wedding. we're just gonna yeah. mock people and make fun That's of everything right. yeah yes she'll be <laughs> i don't know exactly what show she'll do or what, I have what no idea. Oh, she's obscure, I would think. So we'll, we'll yeah, find it, out. It would be a good guess to have, I think. <laughs> um, we go to the party. I wrote Elaine's hair is huge. Yeah, she does have like, big hair. She has this big poof of hair at this party. I guess that was the style of the time. Well, um, I, she permed hair anyways, right? She's got big poof Yeah, she's hair. got the perm poof. Yeah, definitely. And, Which, do people uh, still perm their hair? Is that like a thing? Nah, I don't think so. I really don't think a, I don't lot, really of it, know. a lot of people do that now. It was the style in the eight, late 80s, early 90s, though. Right. Uh, it could be coming back. Hair. It could be coming back. I'm not a big fan of it. I hope someone, it doesn't. Someone, okay, there was a thing. <laughs> there was a thing going around about crimping your hair. Mm-hmm. And now, now it's going around. When we were younger, I did have I a crimper. I don't know what that means. You, you have, like, a crimper, and it would have, like, these bumps in it where it would make very prominent waves that were very measured so you could definitely see where those, mm. like, bumps were and ridges in your hair. It wasn't, like, mm. messy, so it was, like, really pretty, like, curly everywhere and not... It was, like, here's this line in my head of a wave and then another wave, and it was very lined. Apparently... Uh-huh. Some kid had, like, I'm going to say kid because anything younger than me is a kid, got their hair crimped and were, like, fascinated by it. And I'm like, oh, God. This is a TikToker or something? I guess, yeah. And bedazzling. Like, all of these, like, these two things. And they had weird names for it. And I'm like, that's just crimping your hair. And that's just bedazzles. I don't quite understand the fascination. It was a horrible idea. And now it's going to come back. Well, everything comes back, and everything was a horrible idea. Well, she just has her hair up. You were saying it's poofy. It's just up in a bun. Oh, okay. It's just up in a bun. Yeah. 
Still, it's poofy. It's poofy. Yeah, it's poofy. It's poofy. It's up. It's kind of cute. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Jerry does this awkward, I didn't bring anything. I didn't realize I was supposed to bring anything. <laughs> here's, <laughs> like, he, but like, here's this <laughs> mistake. He tells the person, I didn't bring you anything. You didn't. Why are you bringing it up? Just sit down. I've been there, though. I remember a friend of mine had a housewarming party, and I went with my Elaine, except we never dated. But she is just one of my... She's my other sister. And she brought the gift. And I was like, should I say I didn't bring anything? No. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't pay for this. She was the one that, brought, that bought the gift. I yeah. didn't pitch in with it with her. Sure. So I just didn't say anything. But I, it's more of my George in me that was like, well, maybe they'll think I bought it too. Like, yeah, we'll just put my like, name take, on that. Just throw my name on there. Take like half the credit. There, yeah. <laughs> and there's a woman across from Jerry where they sit down and she has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He realizes she's pretty. She's interesting. He starts to have this internal monologue. We get Jerry's internal monologue here yes. for the first time. And he's trying to maneuver how he's gonna flirt with her right because he's sitting next to elaine right and he doesn't want to flirt with her while he's sitting next to elaine at the same time elaine is trying to elaine keeps interrupting his attempts to talk to this woman by telling him about a dream <laughs> she had talk about a weird dream she had of where jerry, jerry had wooden teeth, teeth. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like girl... something i would do yeah, I feel like I would do that, and I would turn and be like, I have to tell you this story about, like, this dream I had of you. Hold on a second. I don't normally mind when people your tell me weird dreams they had, but it is one of those things where dreams and fantasy football teams, I am fascinated about my own. <laughs> I probably don't care about yours. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, but I do like hearing about people's weird dreams. I, I like telling people about the weird dreams that I have where, yes. it, where it involves them. Right. So I get it. I get why she tells him the story, but it is funny that she's just telling him this banal story that he doesn't want to care. He doesn't give a shit about. No. And he has this. Because he wants to flirt with this woman. Well, he has this look on his face. And the only thing, the, reason, the like way I can like describe it is he's like tight. He kind of looks constipated because he's just keeping his like. <laughs> yeah, he's gritty. He's got his teeth gritted. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he just looks so. I'm trying to do something. Yeah, he wants tight to tell face. Elaine to leave him alone so he can flirt with this woman. Right. But he can't let Elaine know that he wants to flirt with this woman. Right. Because it makes him uncomfortable to think about it. Exactly. I just, like, and... if you watch it without the inner monologue talking, it looks so weird. You look weird, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> that he, yeah, that he looks really awkward. Yes! The girl, I think, keeps giving him the same looks. She's trying to get him to flirt with her. To talk. We talk about signals in the pilot. She clearly is interested in talking to Jerry. Right. Because Jerry's making his little jokes and stuff. You yeah. Know, his little comedy routine. I couldn't um, tell when he goes, I'm a comedian. She goes, mm, that, that explains it. I couldn't tell if there was a hint of, oh, great, you're a comedian. Or if it was, a, oh, I'm kind of sarcastic about it. You know, but it's like, I still find that fun. I think it's the latter. I I'm think it's like, oh, it that is. explains why you're so witty. Sharp. Yeah. yeah. But it also could be, like, if I were to meet a comedian, uh, I don't know. I guess it depends. <laughs> you... you you hear a lot about comedians. You can put you me got in that your stereotypical act, comedian. Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, oh boy, you're a comedian. A Larry David, where it's like, oh, you're a fucking wreck. <laughs> like, 
It's like, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would want to date a comedian. No offense, any comedians out there. But I think it but, would be a little too much for me. Too much. Because it'd be just constant, and you're just, I just can't right now. I just can't. <laughs> I just, I can't. I can't. Because they're either Jerry, where they're always trying yeah, to they, be Yeah, they're always on. They are never or off. Or they're Larry, where they're super neurotic and think that everything about them is a problem. Yes. <laughs> She says where she works, which is she's a, a lawyer. She works at Sagman, Sagman Bennett. I can't say it as fast as Jerry says it. So I'm just going to say it. Rachel, you can speed up my audio. Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheimer Taft. And he does Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheimer Taft. He's trying to remember it because right. it's the only piece of information that he gets about her. Exactly. Because she gets up because this other guy wants to leave that she's with. Well, yeah, and that she came with, yes. She leaves, and Jerry's like, saying when Ben and Robin's up in the Hyper Taft, turns and turns back to Elaine while he's trying to remember it, and Elaine just has this disgusted look on her face. And he has this tight grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and she's yeah, well, like, because he's trying to play it you? off, but he's trying to remember the name of the company. I mean, I've been there. You're trying to remember the one thing about a person that you're trying to remember for later. Right. Nowadays, it's more like I'd be trying to remember their name or school so I can find them on Instagram, like you said. You know, sure. you have to, like, remember something about them. So, ah, oh, like, I'm going to miss out on flirting right. with this person. Exactly. On the cab ride home, which is the fakest fake set I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this horrible carved out. They might as well be sitting on a couch. Sure. They probably are sitting on a couch. But Elaine It's probably tells... just like a, a futon. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is, like a futon with a green screen behind it or something. Right. It's probably the most expensive shot of the show. <laughs> uh, Elaine tells Jerry that she's mad at him, and she's clearly, she's a bit mad he was flirting while she was Well, there. was it was it the flirting? I think it was more like, you weren't listening to me. Oh, because you were ignoring. Yeah, yeah, you weren't listening to me. I don't think it comes up that he, it was the, it was weird that you were flirting with somebody in front of me until later. She says later, though, in the episode that she was, it was kind of quite the spectacle. She wasn't prepared right. for it. Right, right. But in this moment, it's because you weren't listening to me. He was ignoring You were her. too busy doing that, but I'm not going to say with that part of it yeah it's just that you weren't listening to me okay yeah i can see that i can see that right so we get a little bit of stand-up about the platonic relationship and how plato came up with it and named it after himself i was like all right it's fine yeah it was plato wasn't it It wasn't pluto for some reason i kept thinking he said pluto and not plato but plato makes more sense plato Pluto. it is it's named after plato right and I guess we could do a little bit of, let's educate the audience here. Let's educate you all on a platonic relationship and where that came to term. And it was from Plato. Mm-hmm. Platonic love. A love that is not sexual. Except Plato never used the term himself. It is named after Plato. So why is it named after Plato? I do not know. Folks at home? Let us know. I think it's because in Plato's Symposium, the idea of loving someone without it being sexual in nature and not familial in nature is one of his theories. But I don't think he ever called it. He never named it after himself, which is what he Jerry's He just had a theory. Are. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to Jerry's apartment and his parents are there in his bed. Except for, I think they're just on the pullout couch. Here's what's weird. Yeah, it's definitely a pull-out couch. I can't tell 
if what we're supposed to think is that Jerry lives in an apartment with no bedroom and he uses the pullout bed. Oh, maybe that's what it is because he says bed, my bed. Because he's staying at Kramer's is what we learn here. I and think I that's thought, what it is. I thought that he was just staying at Kramer's because he doesn't want to stay with his parents. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. And he makes a joke that Kramer's making a booyah base. Right. But what's different about season one compared to every other season is that you can't see where Jerry's bedroom would be. Right. So I think they're trying to say he lives in an apartment without a bedroom. He lives in a a studio studio apartment. apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems odd for him to do. I think it's odd. Because obviously in future seasons he has a bedroom. There's a bedroom that comes off of the main room. Right. And then there's the, the bathroom. Well, here's my other thought then. He has it turned in the the living room so mm. that it's like the back of it is up against or near the island, right? In the kitchen. Yep. Does he have to move the couch every so night so that it fits so he can sleep? Because that's obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, I in reality, I think they do it because for framing. Sure. It's a framing device. No, that makes sense. However, it makes yes. me think of that. But in the reality of the show, I mean, but again, it's a continuity thing where it's like, well, they don't, it doesn't have it, a, it, it, there's no bedroom there. Right. And then there's suddenly a bedroom there. He didn't, yeah, let's, I'm going to knock down the wall and make another bedroom in here. <laughs> I don't think that happened. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that happened. I'm just saying, why does, would he have to move the couch every night so that he could sleep? That's all I'm saying. We should mention then to... Who is Jerry's parents? Yes. So Jerry's mom, played by Liz Sheridan, and it's played by Liz Sheridan for the rest of the series. Yep. And Jerry's dad is being played by Phil Bruns. Yeah. Rachel, what's your thoughts about the this Jerry's dad here? It doesn't fit. As Morty. It really doesn't fit. I don't think it fits. I think it was weird. I forgot that there was a different dad. Yeah, just for this episode. And I'm just like, oh, you're the dad. You don't make sense to be his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I'm just used to the other one. So Barney Martin plays Jerry's dad going forward. I don't think that Phil Bruns is bad in this. Oh, no, he's not bad. I think he's a good dad in this. I think what's weird, though, is it, it does, he doesn't have the same energy no. that Barney Martin brings to this character. Right. Because he, Barney brings to Morty this, a character that's, <laughs> that's a lot more loud. Oh, yeah. A little bit more <laughs> like, boisterous, a little yeah, bit more Just confident. a louder character. Yeah. And I like that more. Well, to, it, to it makes more of... sense than where Jerry came from. Right, because... To have a very loud, like, having very loud parents and then yes. being this comedian makes more sense to me than this very softer father figure. Yes, because it's, it's more like, I don't know. They do seem, they, they, they did have, they did fit. Phil Bruns and Liz Sheridan play off each other fairly well. Sure. But Helen, Liz Sheridan can get loud and boisterous and be like, what's the problem? I don't understand the problem. Right. Like, she can do that. And I don't think that Phil Bruns could do that. And you need that for future episodes. Right. And Um, I I like the idea of them being loud at each other, too. 
and Jerry yes. trying yes. to get a word in. And you can't Definitely. get that with this character, with yeah, this actor. Morty needs to shout. Morty needs to be like, you gave the pen to him. It's his pen. Right. You need to have that. So anyway, they're talking about this dilemma where Jerry's asking his dad, do you think it's possible if they went in to, if he went into this place, would they be able to tell him who works there? And can he figure out who this is? And he couldn't bring up the name because it's Elaine's friends and he can't ask one of the friends because if he asked one of the friends, Elaine will find out. I like this little bit because I thought it was nice to see this an honest relationship conversation yeah between him and his parents yeah because i feel like then and even now they would be making this conversation where neither side is comfortable with having this conversation right they'd be like making it a joke that like oh it's oh i can't be talking about you know a love life or anything like that with my parents well he does bring up the oh we weren't sexually compatible and the mom kind of has this like yes yes look. no that's true that's true that's <laughs> like oh that's why <laughs> but i also do think it's nice that they're able to talk about the relationship oh yeah there's still the other parts of the relationship yes and he brings that up without hesitation yes to them and I do kind they of do like have an that. open relationship where they can actually talk about things. They can talk about that because I do think that in reality, it's not. I mean, we know our mom. I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Last time I was home, I had to go through Match.com with her again. <laughs> oh, but geez. I do think it's a little more realistic to not have somebody be like, "Oh, I can't talk about my boyfriend or girlfriend with." My, my parents. parents yeah it just seems a little stupider i did write down too that they did hesitate when they talk about the physical attraction but but they did fight a lot that's what we get about why they broke up they fought a lot right and i and did fighting like the... in a relationship versus fighting in a friendship is different oh we, well yeah definitely and then helen tells jerry something that i have heard for at least 15 years now where helen tells jerry that he's too you're too particular you can't be so particular are you going to tell me I haven't heard that, sister? I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Who has said that to me? I didn't say that to you. Mom You've says said that, that to you. To... Oh, mom says it to me all the time. I'm just but... saying that you kind of have to give some people a chance sometimes, and you won't even do that. <laughs> That's different. You... Folks at home, do you see what I deal with? Do you see this? Yeah, folks at home, you probably agree with me. Sometimes you have to give a person a chance. Sometimes you have to go out on a limb and be like, all right, well, let's try this. We've already discussed in previous <laughs> renditions of the Seinfeld part of this episode. We'll go play some skee-ball. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> I think that would be swipe right on Swipe right on the Kevins that you find, folks. It might be me. Oh. And, and that, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> if, you, if you like Unless this we're, personality. If we're, if we're using our real names. But <laughs> That's true. I'll have to put, I'm going to have to put... I'm just going to have to put in my profile half of the host of Shelf Life podcast. Maybe that's a way to bring up some buzz for our what? podcast. If I put in our, in my profile half of the host what of does that Shelf mean? Life. Because we were hosting the podcast. So if I put that in my profile that I'm oh, a yeah. half host. Oh, co-host. Yeah. Half yes, host co-host. Sounds, that's co what I meant. Half, half host, host sounds was weird. Where, where I, that's where I was losing you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I co-host Shelf Life. People might be like, what's that? Ooh, what's that? 
even if they swipe left on me. Maybe they'll go check it out. I like that the dad then says, like, yeah, Jerry, you wouldn't be here if I was too particular. You kind of get where Jerry's humor comes from. Like, right, because they like to tease each other. Yeah. And that is kind of Jerry's jokes a lot of the times with friends, is that's just that tease. Yeah, 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 those little sarcastic which is, teases. Which is what I do. Yeah, this goes, is this is where I got my humor from with my friends, definitely, yeah. is Jerry, because I like to tease my friends all the time. That's how I show my friendship and love for people, is teasing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do the same thing to our dogs a lot. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um... But I think at some point Elaine says that, does everything have to be so funny with you? <laughs> but see, that's my that's my point. I don't think I could date a comedian because it's like, okay, right. com- like yeah. pull it back a little bit. Let's, And then he just can't because he's Jerry. They think that he should just ask Elaine. But when he says he can't, the dad comes up with the idea of the stakeout. And Jerry thinks that actually might work. So we come back, and Jerry and George are in this office building by an elevator, and they're waiting for the girl. They go back to this Lonnie Anderson reference. Rachel, do you know who Lonnie Anderson is? Because I, I know the will name? admit I didn't know who Lonnie Anderson is. I feel like I know the name, but I don't know anything about her. So I looked it up because they're talking about not everybody needs to be Lonnie Anderson. You have to look at old pictures of Lonnie Anderson. And even then, so she was an actress. She was on WKRP Cincinnati. She big hair. Yeah, it's like a blondie bombshell type of person. I think she, she dated or married to Burt Reynolds. Well, they always, they, yeah, they have her like next to Burt Reynolds a lot. Yeah. So I guess it's just a, it's an old timeier reference to an well, actress like, that people would have known then. I mean, I guess so it's, it's Burt Reynolds, right? Too. So you got Burt right. Reynolds on the one side and Lonnie Anderson on the other. They are the heartthrobs, right, of Hollywood. Sure. I'm guessing. In the seventies. What's the comparison now? Who would that be? Who is the couple? The it couple. I, is there an it couple right now? Could it? Is it Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? I guess. Because I, I think they're I both very put, attractive. Yeah, I don't know if I would put... Is Ryan Reynolds a, a Burt Reynolds? They're both he is the sexiest man alive. Well, they both have the last name Reynolds, <laughs> so we're going to go with that. Oh, that's true! Ryan Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, perfect. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it could have been... What's the, what's the guy that does the voice? Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani? Like, that type of... No. That could be one, too? No. 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 I guess. Rachel says no. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe. Well, because I would so, not bring up the Kardashians. 100%. I don't think any of them are married anymore. That's true. But see, the, I mean. Rest in peace to that, whatever that. Did they have a celebrity name? I didn't. I don't know if they had a celebrity name. Kanye and Kim. They didn't have a I don't, Kim did Ye. they? Is it Kim Ye? Kim Ye I thing? think it is. I think it is Kim Ye. Well, you know, with their, Kim Ye. With their, um, their compass children compass children yeah north south east and west i don't know what the hell they're i don't know how many they've had but i mean i know we know that one of them was north yeah because northwest yeah so they're compass children (laughs) so anyway i don't know how the hell we got on that but lonnie lonnie anderson (laughs) so they have to come up with a reason why jerry's there and george says well just say i work in the building well, what do you do? I'm an architect. <laughs> he and immediately says, wants to be I don't, the architect. I don't see architecture coming from you. So this is the first we get of George wants to be an architect. Right. He wishes he was an architect. And that goes on throughout the series. It's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
And then why are they there? Okay, well, what else? Well, we're having lunch with a friend. He works in the building. And what's his name? So the first name they come up with yes. is Art Corvalet. Art Corvalet. Art Corvalet. And what does he do? He's an importer. He's, he's an importer. <laughs> Imports no exports? Fine, he's an importer-exporter. He's an importer-exporter, okay. Well, what do you want me to say? I just wandered in here? We're having lunch with a friend. He works in the building. What is his name? Bert Harbinson. Bert Harbinson. Bert Harbinson. Right. It sounds made up. Okay. All right. Um, Art Core. Art Core. Valet. Corvalet? Yeah, right. What does he do? He's an importer. Just imports, no exports? He's an importer-exporter, okay? So we get the importer-exporter. We get the Corvalet, which yep. becomes Vandalay because the woman comes out of the elevator and George freaks out. Yep, he spazzes. And he's like, wait, who am I again? You're you. Wait, no, who are we here to see? Art Vandalay? No, Corvalet. <laughs> I love that George freaks out here. Oh, yeah. like, he... He thinks he's he, going to be the cool, like, I can do this. This is easy. Well, because he's so... He gets so comfortable with lying all the time, but here he freaks out. Right. He isn't as comfortable with lying as he would be in the future. Sure. I feel like I've been in this situation before where you got to kind of come up with an excuse, but you're doing it with a friend. I mean, Rachel, you and I have had to do this before. And it's like stupid crap where it's like, you know, we need to come up with a reason why we need to get the new time for the movie theater. Oh, or yes. <laughs> like, we need to have a reason for it. So, like, yeah, because you're like, this, I don't like... really want to tell the truth. So let me yeah. come up with this other Because the truth is embarrassing. So, like, yeah. here's something that makes more sense. And then this teenager who doesn't give a shit will have, won't, I won't have to be embarrassed or whatever. Right. Even though but, they like, could in this care less. Like, in this situation, you do have to come up with a good idea. Well, yeah, because um, you're kind of stalking her at this point. He stops and learns Vanessa's name through the handshake. It's a smart play. Smart right. play. Absolutely. Oh, this is uh, my be- friend. And then the friend introduces yeah. themselves. And you they have to introduce themselves back. It's the right. perfect way of getting a, uh, a name out. Perfect way. Right. So we learn it's Vanessa. And I love George here because he goes, <clears throat> I'm a... Uh... I'm an architect. <laughs> really? Yeah. What do you design? Uh, railroads. Uh. I thought engineers do that. They can. <laughs> I'm George. I'm an architect. I'm an architect. He she says goes, it uh. unprovoked. You're right. And, and she goes, interesting. What do you build? <laughs> Because he couldn't leave well enough alone, she would not have asked him. Oh God, him no! That. Yeah. So now he has to perpetuate the lie even further. My God, you like, could have just been like in IT or some just random person like that. Nobody questions it. And he's like, uh, railroads. <laughs> like, yeah, railroads thought, is so weird. And then she thought, immediately uh, knows. Yeah. Yeah. She said, "I thought engineers do that." And he goes, "They can." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's an option. 
<laughs> I love how confident he is. He knows he's full of it, but he has to be confident about his lying. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love that the the way that the studio audience reacts to this. The laugh. You get that producer laugh that... <laughs> you get that laugh out of it. Right. Because it's so good. Jerry kind of blocks George, like shields George away from the the conversation so that he can he can take over and we find out that the guy that she was with was her cousin yep and he goes and oh he the tell- cousin she's like yeah like i wanted you to know that too like, friend yep they both find out that they're available and he goes do you date immature men and she goes almost exclusively <laughs> so they they decide to go on a date it's cute it's a little meat it's a meat cute it's a good it story is. yeah it's a good story. Again, another something I should put for my dating profile of do you date immature men? Should be like. <laughs> so we cut back to Jerry's books. apartment. Huh? I read. Yeah, I read books. I read. No, I, I read. Books, Kevin. Oh. Big deal. <laughs> it just reminded me of that because it's like, oh, you read comic books. People would think that's immature for some reason. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't put that out anywhere. That's for sure. I don't know sure. why you shouldn't. Gotta get to the fourth date before I even uh, mention anything about comic books. Oh my god. We get back to Jerry's apartment. He's playing Scrabble with his mom. Mm-hmm. Very relatable. And his mom has to pull up the dictionary to find a word. He's like, this is ridiculous. It's taking you forever to find this word. And Elaine left him a message. I loved it here. It felt like something grandma would do, didn't it? <laughs> Jerry's parents would be our grandparents' age, right? Okay. So... She pulls out this piece of paper with a note written on it. Yeah. It just felt like something I would see, you'd see grandma do. Like, Absolutely. Oh, by the way, they left you a message. And like, instead of it being, you know, nothing, like she does this. It's the message is she hopes that the meeting went well with Art Vandalay. <laughs> and immediately goes, hey, she knows. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an ass. <laughs> so he realizes that the word got out that the word that the friend told another friend mm-hmm. told elaine of course so now elaine knows that he went through the trouble of trying to not tell elaine that he was going to at- try to find out who this woman was as jerry is telling this to his dad kramer is also here and kramer is helping his mom cheat <laughs> he comes up with a word for her and she's like, but if what if he has this other letter? And Kramer looks over at Jerry's letters and he turns back and shakes his head. It's this great, <laughs> it's this great background acting yeah. by Michael Richards here right. and Helen of doing this stuff. Right. And Jerry's basically like, well, what was her tone? Like, how did she say the message? And his mom's like, well, who am I? Rich Little? <laughs> Rich Little, who was an impressionist? Sure. I don't know exactly why that makes it the well, joke. She- because, like, she would have to do the impression of oh, Elaine, I like guess. If I, okay, I got it. Okay. Like, okay. what do you want me to do? Do, like, say it yeah, the you way want me she to, said you want it? Me to do that? Okay. Oh, You're tell right. him. I hope that the meeting with Art Vandalay went well. That's I probably can see how she's Elaine said it. saying it, though. I can see, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, that meeting with Art Vandalay. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> and she can't be too mad, I think the dad says, because she's coming to the wedding. Which makes sense. If she was mad at him, she wouldn't come. But maybe if she feels like, well, Jerry did go to the birthday dinner, so I'll go to the wedding still, even though I'm mad at him. Right. I don't know. What would you do, Rachel, in this situation? Would you go to the wedding still? I don't think she's mad at him. 
I think it's just that weird, like, oh, we had an awkward thing happen. She's not like, oh, I'm not going to the wedding with you because you weren't listening to me at my friend's birthday party. That wouldn't happen. Sure. So I would well, think... Well, but they're, they are in this awkward situation right it now. It is. they're trying a... to navigate their friendship. Sure. Sure. So here's my thing. I don't... I'm not friends with any exes. That's not going to happen. But... <laughs> No. Yeah, you had some winners in that group. No, I did not. Not any. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but if I were in this situation where like, oh, okay, I I have a friend that, you know, I used to date or we dated like once or twice. Okay. And they want me to go to the wedding. And now I'm in this awkward situation where he wants to date a person I know. No, I'd still go to the wedding because we're still friends. And that was kind of, and that was an agreement. We made an agreement. That wasn't part of if, if something weird and, yeah, awkward that enough happened, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm not going to go with you. But this, I don't think, is awkward enough because it's just something that is going to have to be a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be a normal thing. You're friends. You're not dating. You're going to date each other, like other people. It's got to be normal. Right. Well, and that's where we had toward anyway. About it having to be normal later on. While this is happening, Kramer gives Helen a, a word to put down, and it's quone. <laughs> the word quone. And Jer- Jerry's like, that's not a word. That is not a word. And Kramer's like, quone. To quone something. <laughs> and they look it up, and it's not in the dictionary. And Kramer's like, we need a medical dictionary. <laughs> if a patient gets difficult, you quone them. <laughs> Which I'm sure is not really a thing. But no, it's I a made-up word. So for our friends and our listeners that are listening, if you're part of the medical field, I want you to start using the word quone if you have a difficult patient. Yeah, just just turn to your just coworker say and say, quone them. just at, like, no, you know, we just have to quote them. And then just leave it at that. I yeah. bet your person that you said that to will just be like, yeah, you're right. That's what we have to do. <laughs> because they don't want to go, what does that mean? <laughs> And it'll just start becoming a thing. I'd like it to become a thing. I think it's a perfectly cromulent Absolutely. word. Absolutely. To, to quote them. You gotta Very quote cromulent. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that little Scrabble bit. I think it's funny. No, it's It cute. has really nothing to do with the show, but it's funny. But that's the show. Right. That's the, that's the, the... show. <laughs> it gets established that family's gonna come over to Jerry's apartment before going to the wedding. Okay. So the next scene is before the wedding... And it's the family doing stuff you'd expect. They'll keep going, oh, what kind of stand-up do you do, Jerry? I'm probably over New York accenting this. A little I feel bit. Like they're, I feel like that they're trying to do that a little bit. One of the guys comes up and is like, oh, don't say anything bad. This guy will put it in your act. It's the typical <laughs> family stuff. We all get it with whatever our respective jobs are, right? That's, yeah. That's how your family can open a conversation with you. Right. I think every single time we see relatives, it's going to be like, oh, are you still doing... Such blah, and such. blah, blah. Right. And I feel like that's just kind of the way that your conversation starts, right? Um, yeah. I, I remember always talking... want to talk about work, though. It's just like, oh, don't bring up work. I remember talking <laughs> to, the, to the people at work, and the one guy was going to a wedding back home where he's from during COVID. Okay. And I remember when he came back, he was like, it was because I was like, oh, how was the wedding? And he was like, you know, you kind of run out of stuff to talk about because when they're like, oh, what are you up to? And you're like, same as you, I've been in my house for a year. Right. <laughs> what, do you want me to, what do you want me to say? 
So it has even made it that difficult. I mean, we're they're just not as creative as we are. We oh, started, yeah, we a, started podcast. a podcast. We started a podcast. <laughs> That's right. I've we done took a lot advantage of hobbies. Of, I was we like, did, yes. we took advantage of this situation. I'm home. I'm doing hobbies. I don't That's have to right. drive to work yes. anymore. We started the most important thing in your life during <laughs> the not your life, the listener's life during the pandemic. No, 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 I agree. Yes. Their lives have been changed for the better now. That's right. Because you have at least three hours if on every more. subject, <laughs> if not more, for every uh, for every episode. Never less. So anyway, his uncle is writing a book. We hear, you need to come to my office to get your material. You need to come to my office. Those people are characters. All this stuff, as you'd assume. And Jerry does kind of a fake intro with Elaine. Because Elaine shows up and Jerry's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go talk to Elaine. And he does like a... Jerry Seinfeld, and she does Elaine Bennis, which I think is a little bit of a way for us to get the audience at home that doesn't know Elaine yet to get her name. Oh, yeah, like to get the full name and everything. Because he says it again later. He goes, Elaine Marie Bennis. Right, yeah. And he asks her, do you want to talk about this now or do you want to talk about this later? And they're like, let's talk about this now. And they vent, they hash it out. Elaine says she was mad because she never saw him flirt like that before. Sure. She just wasn't used to it. Which I think this conversation just didn't happen yet, and that's why it's even more awkward for them. Right. This is the first time they've they've discussed it. Right. I don't get this joke that happens here. So his cousin interrupts them, and he gets mad because he's like, oh yeah, this is already Levine. And he goes, Levine. Yeah, all mad. Like, he gives them, like, this little pissed off face about it. And when they finally leave, Jerry's like, yeah, right, and I'm Jerry Camp." And I don't know why it's a joke that pronouncing it wrong and then Jerry being like, I'm Jerry Cougar Mellencamp is a thing. I, okay, so apparently. Okay. Is this a Jewish thing? John J. Mellencamp, previously yes. known as Johnny Cougar. And right. Then no, I know Johnny that. Cougar Mellencamp. So I think, okay, so we know that that's like a big name change thing. So maybe it's like, oh, I'm trying to make my name sound more fancy or, you know, good. I can buy that. So like instead of Levine, it's Levine. You know, like, ooh, Levine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's what it is. I I like that. I like that idea. Okay. Because I was trying to figure out, oh, is is this something where his cousin's trying to make his name sound more more, uh, genteel than Jewish? Oh, maybe that too. It could be, possibly. But I couldn't. I didn't get it. Anyway. I also thought he was hitting on Elaine right in front of his wife. I thought that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's the part I was talking to. He just asked to be introduced. It was just the way it was said. I'm kind of like, step off a little bit, bud. Your wife is literally behind you. (laughs) So anyway, he admits that the whole thing was a little ridiculous to do the stakeout. And that if they're going to be friends, they have to agree to talk about other people. Yes. And they have a cute little awkward conversation where Jerry tries to pull out this man that Elaine might be seeing. He's a Wall Street guy yeah. oh. who happens to be pretty good looking. And he's hilarious. Yeah, and I do and love that's that. That's what hit Jerry. That's what hits Jerry where he gets offended because Elaine thinks that he could be funny. Right. <laughs> As opposed to Jerry getting to be the funny one in her life. Exactly. Which I think is all that Jerry really does care about. Is to be he the funny He wants to be one. the funny one. Yes. Yeah. He must be the funny one. Like Skinner in the B-sharps. He's the funny one. 
And that's the end of the show. The final stand-up is about relationships. Yep. And we head out on that note. That's really it. That's the end of the stakeout. Yep. Rachel, again, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? No, I don't care. I can go first. It's okay. Okay. Go my, first. My thought with this one is that it it played out quick. It felt like a very quick episode. I don't know if it's yes. just because it's like, okay, we had this happen, then this happened, then this happened, this happened, summed it up, good to go. It just felt pretty quick. Everything happened. And the idea of doing the stakeout part is a little sketch to me. I, it feels <laughs> a little like stalking, but you know, it's it's supposed to be done in a cute way. It's not creepy, so it's okay, I think. <laughs> Plus she liked him I mean, too, Larry and they didn't really meet did each this. other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. makes she, me. You could tell that she wanted to meet him. Right. And so... then not not in like a oh well she wanted to meet me so I'm gonna creepily. St-. Well, yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that Larry wasn't creepy about it. <laughs> for a meet cute for a romance thing, I think it was it was fine. And they did get to meet, and then nothing comes of it. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> but I think the whole point was that platonic relationship with him and Elaine. That was the bigger point to this entire episode. And I, I like that they we got Elaine in it, and I really, really like her character. So I'm okay with how she yeah. was introduced with this episode. Yeah, I mean, she was in the one scene in Mail and Bonding, but again, that aired later. But even if we go in the order that we're doing this, which is the sure. production order, the right order, the story order, you don't learn a lot about Elaine no, other than they is, used to date. Right, so you get more of her in this one, and I like that. I think it's a, it's definitely a character episode that establishes Jerry and Elaine's relationship. The convo by the elevator to establish our Vandalay, the important. Yes, that was great. Always, All them. that stuff is really good. I think it has a lot of good stuff in it. But again, it, it, because it's a, one of these first season Seinfelds, it's like, that was good. That was fun. It's a, that it's was a, funny. It's a base. Yeah, it's funny. It's We brought in new characters. Here's all your other characters. Here's kind of how they interact with each other. Here's the yeah. thought, you know? That's kind of well, how it feels. I'll, I'm going to... Well, it's not maybe tightened fully, this. but it's there. Maybe I should save this for the end of season one. I would say, when it comes to all five of these episodes, I think they're all serviceable to good. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's when they had to write even more episodes that you start to get a couple of clunkers in the right. second or third season. Sure. Because it's just that I could see some people saying these are boring. Yeah. Potentially. Because nothing, nothing of total substance happens. happens. Yeah. But I think that they're funny enough. And I like the conversations that they have in here. And that, that's included in this one. Right. So that's the stakeout. We are through three episodes of Seinfeld season one. And we will continue our journey through the Seinfeld universe with the robbery after we take a short break. 